Hello and welcome to the inner apocalypse. Apocalypse in ancient Greek means a disclosure or revelation of great knowledge. In a churning world, two sisters with extremely different opinions and very similar values unite to discuss wildness, fear, and transformation, finding love as a grounding force in a tumultuous time. Humanity stands at a great precipice of awakening, and we believe the journey is inward to become the change. We talk about astrology, nature, and this wild ride on earth, bringing the both and to life. We unite where the sun and the moon collide. Welcome. When there's something strange, in the neighborhood no when there's something going crazy in the sky above who are you gonna call <laughs> wild sky sisters <laughs> there's so many things out there that are funny memes memes to do with astrology and i think because in in a lot of cases they're true or have like a basis of truth behind them and humor. We're going to caveat the start of this conversation with humor is so important. If you've blamed astrology, we're not shaming you because we both have done it. Well, so this is episode two of our second season, second episode of season two. Today, we're going to talk about blaming astrology and how we take our power back to use astrology to empower us. Hi, Tamara. Hello, Angela. (laughs) Hello, my fellow wild sky buster. (laughs) Where do we start? Well, I guess the premise for this podcast came from, you know, just being in the astrology world so deeply and hearing often and, and always that people are I mean, Mercury retrograde is the easiest one to do or a full moon, right? It's like people always blame things on that. Oh, well, the moon's full. Oh, well, Mercury is in retrograde. And uh, while that can be part of astrology's magic is to validate like, oh, today was a crazy day. Oh, it's because my Mars was square Neptune or whatever. It can be, it can act at times as a validating thing. It also is a cop-out. Really, it's, it's also a way to not take responsibility for our lives. It's a way to not fully immerse ourselves in the fact that we are, you know, human beings and that there's many things at play. And of course, one big one of them is the energy that we are and the energy that the planets are and the way that those two connect. And so, of course, we feel the movements of the planets. That's what Wild Sky Sisters is based on, is how to actually use the tool to empower ourselves, to, to help ourselves with what we already know, to use it as a tool of self-reflection and, and awareness of self, but not to go giving your power away. We don't want to disempower people by then simply moving into a state of oh, well, it's just because, you know, I, my marriage broke up because Venus is retrograde, right? We don't want people to jump to that, that big of a issue. (laughs) And it kind of, for me, brings it back to like, 
how deeply can we immerse in the present moment? How deeply can we come into the now is, is really where we, I hate the word should, but should be living our life is right here, right now. And if the astrology can act as a healthy, empowering tool that soothes your nervous system, that helps you to feel grounded in a chaotic world, then absolutely coming to see the way that your energies play out with the planets is really helpful. But if it's actually starting to become something where you have dread or fear or you're scared, you hear a transit coming up, or we've had so many clients come to us going, oh my gosh, I had a reading once and it just, it pigeonholed me into this is going to happen to you at this time. And it stuck with someone forever. And that's where we get really scared. Like as a trauma-informed yoga teacher, you know, if I was to tell someone, you'll never do a downward dog like that, that instigates trauma, that activates old patterning. That is so like, it, it, it doesn't help the nervous system in any way, shape or form. And so when people come to us, we have to always express that this is, you know, there's fate and there's free will. And we are an active player in our lives. We are the captain of the ship and connecting deeply with our soul can help us to direct that ship in the way we want it to go. Connecting deeply with nature and and our own internal nature can help us to direct that ship but we're not here to give our power away. We're not here to spread fear or misinformation because it is misinformation. Even with all the ancient knowledge of astrology and ancient wisdom and the historic cycles that astrologers study, the sky is still alive just as we are and evolving with our soul. And so we truly can't say that this is exactly how Pluto is going to manifest in someone's life. That's not a possibility. If an astrologer is telling you that, then they're, they're lying, yeah. right? It's, it's truly this point of like, we, we are also, we are the chart. The chart is this living reflection of us and letting it be alive, letting it move with you, not pigeonholing yourself to exactly what something means. Even if you're like, no, I'm like, I have so much energy in Scorpio. Scorpio itself has so many different meanings and can, can play off in so many different ways and let the chart, let yourself be so presently immersed in your life that you show us what astrology means to you. Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the key components of blaming astrology is that when we do that, we give our power away and to sit in a disempowered place can then immediately go down a rabbit hole of believing whatever we see, you know, and, and, and there's a big piece of when we don't study, say the ancient text, we just read one thing and take it as what is an example, like Scorpios are dark and intense, just that as an or example. Saturn. Saturn is rigid and about rules. And it's like, yes, and it can be, uh, you know, Scorpio can be about alchemy and composting, which is really quite a beautiful thing. But I think a big piece of, of what happens is we are looking for meaning behind something. We read something and we're like, oh, that might be why this is how it is for me. We're trying to find that meaning and we disempower ourselves. And it's like, 
we're only seeing one little grass in a, in a lawn of grass. We're only seeing one tree in a forest. And astrology, especially, we have to consider, is this planet in dignity? Is it, you know, what house is it in? What sign is it in? What are the aspects? Like there are, this is the reason why getting a uh, natal chart reading is so important. And even in just a basic natal chart reading, we can't go into every little detail, considering that there's so many things to contemplate and every astrologer will also only read it in their own lens Mm-hmm. with their own perspective. And that's the thing I love about what you and I do, Tamara, is because we really look at it and think about it as cosmic guidance, as an encoded invitation for the best life. And, and we want to hear from our listeners, from the people who are in our communities about how it's showing up. So we're teaching the way to co-create with the planets. We're teaching the way to form a relationship with these energies. And, and if you just, you know, you're really like, oh, I don't believe in astrology at all. We are all energy. And you only have to like go and drink three cups of coffee to discover this. <laughs> when you do, and you can feel that vibration that comes through this energy of a uh, drink that you take, we have, we are energetic beings and so are the planets and they have energy and we have energy. And a lot of people will say, oh, what's going on in the sky is because of the planet. Again, we're searching for meaning, trying to uh, blame something outside of ourselves, which is a really intelligent psychological thing that we do. It's a protection in a lot of cases. But there is a big component of, and I totally just lost my train of thought right there. (laughs) So good. Mercury. See, and (laughs) there is a big piece of, I'm noticing so greatly right now, like my speech is actually being affected and I'm not going to blame Mercury. I'm going to be like, thanks, Mercury. You're giving me the chance right now to reframe this and be like, how do I come to my communication? What do I do when I mess up also? It's normal. It is a, it's a human thing to not get something right. And how do I reframe that and go forward? You know, and that's taking your power back. Right. Yes. And, and that's the thing is we see this so greatly with Mercury retrograde where any any technical difficulties, any car that backfires, any piece of technology that breaks down, everyone blames Mercury retrograde. And it's like, yes. And, uh, you know, maybe this is actually more so the, the story is always deeper to me. It's always like, that's, let's go into that. Like maybe the story is reframing because Mercury is also so many other things than just technology. Maybe it's changing your thought patterning around the way you come to uh, like something big breaking down in your life. Maybe this is a chance to rewire synapses, depending on what sign it's in. Maybe this is your chance to review, you know, how you can free yourself from this thing. Like there's so much of a deeper story happening. And so uh, there are times where we've had clients who get like worked up a bit about transits or things they see in their natal chart someone's let's told be them honest that. both both you and I have oh. been so worked oh, up about stuff totally yeah. <laughs> I'm right <laughs> in the middle of being worked up about my <laughs> chart good yeah um and and the work is a step away from the astrology go and get grounded go and do any, any other things and the funny thing is, is that because astrology is just one of the codes 
you go and talk to a numerologist, a human design person, uh, you know, there's so many other modalities that are coinciding with it. You get a tarot card reading, like it's all spirit and consciousness coming together in this like treasure map laid out. And so you go and step away from that for a while. If you ever get hectic in your head, like we do, we do really believe in the placebo effect. What you think becomes what happens. You know, you are living your future right now by what you're feeling. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by the astrology, you're pulling that overwhelming experience to you. So this again, invites us into bodily awareness, self-check-ins, like, how am I feeling? How am I doing? Uh, would I come to a guide, an intuitive, a psychic, you know, if I wasn't feeling good and, and I wasn't able to actually access what they're saying or same with like the responsibility on the, the psychic, the guide, the intuitive to discern what they're saying to somebody, because what you say matters, your words matter so much that stays with people. And so the more that we can kind of shift ourselves into self-awareness and self-responsibility getting sunshine on our face, getting our feet barefoot in the sand, and then coming back to it and going, oh my gosh, this is the higher expression of that transit. And I'm going to blow it out of the water. What if we could hold the highest vision using astrology to help us do that? What if we could access like deeper transcendence than we ever thought possible because astrology actually opens our mind to the greatest possibilities that could come from it. Right. And like, Pluto going over my moon is what is like really bringing me to this because in reality, I look at that transit and for years now, I've been looking at it being like, oh God, what I try to do is going to be so scary. And now I'm in it and now I'm not quite in it exact, but I'm in it and I'm starting to see that, you know, the highest transformation and regeneration can, can live in Pluto and finding our power can live there. And what if I hold the vision for myself? Ooh, I get goosebumps everywhere in my body as I speak this. That actually, this is the year of stepping into the highest, greatest power. What you just said, Tamara, is something that everyone needs to know. And if you know a lot about astrology and have a fearful transit coming up, that you go to a trusted astrologer and say, hey, I want to look through this with you. Because for myself, I had a transit coming up this last year and being able to hear it reframed in a way that was like, no, this is going to be empowerment for you. This is what you came here for. This is what we signed up for. And that's the thing is that if we truly, like, if we truly believe we're in this connection with, with this human life that we chose our mama, we chose the vessel, we chose our birth time. And that's something we really believe. We chose this time. We chose these transits. I'm just over here bawling, by the way. <laughs> but we chose these transits. And, you know, there is this immense faith available to us at this moment with Jupiter and Pisces. There's this immense divinity where we, we kind of can step back and there is also, you know, the lower octave is this mass psychosis that everyone's talking about right now that we can be so in delusion. And so what we're asking is to use astrology as a tool to make things real, not, not move into that delusion because you don't know what that transit holds for you until you can really step into it as who you are. And so leaning more into the side of like this immense faith that you are getting what you can handle that you are getting your lessons to ultimately move into like the swirl of human life. So you can share that with others. 
everything changes. And that's something that's come so alive for Ange and I as we're like doing these readings, oh, like daily, we're daily reading people's charts and lives. And what we say to them, we hold so reverent that they will, they will hear that and they might change something in their life from that. And so we have to check ourselves deeply to ensure that we are, it's not that we're not, you know, speaking exactly what we know to be true. We're speaking to the, the holding the vision, the highest vision of what can happen for people. If they lean into the energy, if they, you know, if they truly believe that they can, and that's what our world needs right now is so much more faith and belief that we're getting exactly what we need. So let us maybe segue into how we can use the astrology to empower yourself. If you're listening and you're like, I don't know much even about astrology, what can I do? One of the greatest things and something that we talk a lot about is co-creating with the planets. So each day is ruled by a different planet. Just checking on, and there's lots of free apps out there, but you could go to astro.com, pull the chart of the moment, looking at where the sun and the moon are, can give us some big clues into your own chart. And then looking at Mercury, Venus, and Mars, because these are the personal planets and where they are in your chart will give you some more thoughts on energy. And so that's what I do every day astrology is my spiritual practice. I sit down every morning, I meditate, I take a look at, you know, where everything is. And then I place it into my chart. And I say, Oh, the sun is in Aquarius. This is my 10th house of career. What does that mean for me? What are the themes coming up? And if you don't know any of that, we can give you a natal chart reading that allows you to start with that, you know, formula. But something you can do without even knowing astrology is maybe there's a planet that you're, you're really connected to. My daughter always says that her favorite planet is Pluto. Um, you know, we've had, we've read lots of clients that their, their ascendant ruler is Saturn and they're like, yeah, I've always been into Saturn. So developing a relationship with that planet, Saturn rules Saturdays, sitting down on Saturdays and creating an altar maybe that has your favorite Saturnian things, which could be like a to-do list. Uh, you know, maybe it has a picture of Saturn or your favorite picture of you doing some type of work, maybe something to signify what you do for career or work and sitting down at that altar. And, you know, what would you have me do Saturn? having a little bit of, of, uh, co-creation time. And then I also end that with, you know, dating the planets. So if you want to bring more Venus into your life, you're going to date Venus, Venus rules Fridays. We're going to sit down on Friday and get all beautiful and adorn yourself. And you sit down and have this relationship with Venus. Think about how am I going to put intention behind love and beauty what is my relationship to love and beauty also creating that altar gives a real specific focus into what you're manifesting a great idea with venus is to think about your inner child and what do i love and value where did that come from sitting with an altar putting the intention behind those things well it's really like anything in life right? I have a business with my sister. If I want to work on that relationship, I have to put energy and attention into what I want to achieve there or work on. 
And so it's the same with the planets using the archetypal energy of the zodiac signs of the planets allows us to work with our chart and really bring forth what we are working towards in our lives. Love that. And it's the same too, as you know, for yogis or people who are studying some of the different gods or goddesses, and they're invoking a goddess in their life. It's the same energy of the planetary energies too, like invoking the energy of Mars when you need to get something done, invoking the power of Venus when you need to rest back into that divine feminine a little bit more. And the, the last thing I just wanted to say is that the mark of a mature mind is being able to hold many truths at one time, being able to hold that one truth can exist as well as another. And it's really vital when we think of astrology at times that there is, yes, this could be true, right? This transit, I mean, it is true astronomically, scientifically, this square say is happening in the sky. And that is true. And that means that there is, you know, as we know, in nature, nature doesn't love 90 degrees, it cuts off energy, it's it creates friction and tension in order to grow. That's what a square aspect uh, in so many words does. And, and the truth is, is that when we look at certain elements of nature or sacred geometry, that that 90 degrees can be really supportive, right? It can be really helpful and it can, it can actually get us to a place where we know something to be even deeper than if things are just really easy all the time. If we face resilience, if we face something that happens that is tough or challenging, we know that we grow more space inside of us to feel into how something can happen. Like we actually, this brings me to like the idea that, you know, holding grief and gratitude is so important. And, and sometimes the grief that we go through is what actually expands our ability to hold the gratitude. And so this is how, you know, someone can position a square and say, oh, you have all these squares in your chart. You're just, you know, you're you're hooped. That's going to be a hard life. Somebody could say that. And that is treacherous. That's blaming the astrology. It's putting the power outside of you. Someone else could position that as look at what you have been through. I admire you. I see you. I revere you. And I am fully in awareness that you have this deep resolve within you, that you can handle anything that comes your way, you know, and we can look at the different energies of where that relationship is and actually speak to, you know, here's your chance to spread or share what you've learned. Here's your hero's journey. And it can turn into this really empowering experience where you take your power back and you go, I am those things. I am strong. I am resilient. And I am here for this. I chose this, you know, and it really just all comes in the way that we frame it. So we're going to end this podcast on, on, on the understanding and nurturance of the fact that these energies, just like all energy, as we believe here at Wild Sky Sisters anyway, comes from this unconditional love, this source of all that is, this, this river of cosmic connection that connects all of us and that spend less time blaming astrology or being in fear of any power outside of us, whether it's astrology or something else in your life that's happening right now. 
and instead move into self-reliance and self-responsibility and knowing that we have everything we need truly inside of us to handle just the next moment. Just take the next right step along your path and you will find your way through and you will become the living chart. The chart won't live at you. It lives through you. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to our show. If you're here and feeling like so many others that there's no way out but through, we just want you to know that we love you. You are not alone. If you want to learn more about us, visit us online at wildskysisters.ca and please reach out with any comments or questions. We love you.